This episode is made possible with the help of our friends at Deep Eddie Vodka. So there are many things I love about this vodka that I'm going to share with you over the course of this series, but quite honestly, one of my personal favorites, besides the fact that it's distilled 10 times, giving it a super smooth and clean flavor, if you opt for one of their delicious flavored vodkas, which there's quite a few, not a ton, but quite a few, all of them are made with real fruit juice, no artificial junk in there, and it's an all-American made vodka, it's made in Austin, Texas. Um, here's what I also love about Deep Eddie Vodka, everybody. They work with quite a few different charitable organizations in their community. One of those is the Sims Foundation, which is an Austin-based nonprofit that provides mental health and substance use recovery services and support for musicians, music industry professionals, and their dependent family members. Cheers, Deep Eddie. To learn more about Deep Eddie, go to deepeddievodka.com. Deep Eddie, we thank you. Hey everyone, this is Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. Beyond the Drink is a short segment where some of the best mixology minds in the industry describe a cocktail that is meaningful to them. In this week's episode, we're talking with Caitlin Smith. Caitlin is a service industry professional. She's from New England, now based in Austin, Texas. I met her at a restaurant in Austin while I was dining there. Um, she served me this drink that she's going to walk you through today. She explained it to me in incredible detail when I was dining at the bar, so much so that when the idea for this series came about, I knew we wanted to have Caitlin on to describe this drink and some of the others she's created. She's no longer working at that restaurant, but she's doing her thing, mixing drinks and managing some restaurants in downtown Austin, so check her out. She's gonna walk us through one of my favorite cocktails. It's called K-Masa. It's a corn-based cocktail. She uses corn four different ways, leaves no waste behind. She's super talented. I really hope you like this episode. Also, if you want this recipe in its entirety, check out the episode notes in your podcast player, or you can go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com. So please enjoy this episode as we go beyond the drink with Caitlin Smith. I'm Caitlin Smith, a service industry professional from Austin, Texas, and this is my original cocktail, the K-Masa. So at the time that I made this cocktail, I was working in a modern Mexican restaurant that was very family-style oriented and based around the heirloom corn and the masa. And I really wanted to somehow highlight that corn in a drink. So basically what I did was I used corn in four different ways and components in this drink. And I also was really interested in doing a no waste cocktail. So I used every bit of this corn in every component and didn't throw anything away. <laughs> I love that. So basically the four, yeah, the four components are I made a corn milk, a corn nectar. I used a corn mezcal. And then I took the remnants from all of those and made a corn chili powder. Um, and I also, this is also a, a vodka-based cocktail. So that was another addition of some sort of corn in there. <laughs> did you know that you wanted to be a vodka-based cocktail? Or did you, you know, think of other spirits or... I did 
no, because I actually was working with D Betty at the time as well. Um, and wanted to use this, uh, in representing them at San Antonio cocktail conference. So this was kind of a little combined drink for both the restaurant menu and also work to my advantage for, uh, SACC. <laughs> So I feel like I was like an unofficial taste tester before you headed to San Antonio. I had this drink. I sat at the bar at the restaurant you were working at in Austin and, and tried this. And then you were heading to San Antonio, I feel like the next week to yep. showcase this cocktail. So I feel like I was an unofficial taste tester, even you though you probably were. tested it plenty of times beforehand. <laughs> so roll us through this recipe. Yeah. So basically it goes in stages. So I made the corn milk first. And it's really simple. It's, it sounds a lot more complicated than it actually is. I just used one quart of cooked sweet corn to one cup of water, threw it in the Vitamix and just liquefied it completely and threw it through a chinois, a uh, fine strain, and then took everything out of the strainer, the, we call it the pulp, uh, put that to the side and that water corn mixture is just what makes a corn milk. And I actually, it's kind of a, a weird little story, found out about corn milk because it's a popular drink in Central America and where they they call it corn juice or corn milk or anything. And that's pretty much all it is. And they'll add spice and things like that to it. But you can buy it from street vendors. So I I had heard of it. I thought it was a really cool idea. Wanted to try it. And then I made the corn nectar and I did the same where I took another quart of uh, cooked corn and added it to just a simple syrup. I did um, equal parts sugar and water. And then I also took that leftover pulp from the corn milk and put it in, brought it up to a boil and then this is actually a really important step is let that sit and steep for as long as possible. I, I'm talking like eight hours, let it completely cool because that corn flavor, you can smell it right away. It goes right into those sugars. So once it's cool, I strained all of that out, took all of the corn in the pulp again, that's now got all that sugar in it, put it down on a silicone pad and I dehydrated it, which then kind of turned it into like a like a crumble or a brittle. So I use that as well. <laughs> That's amazing. So quick question. You taught, you say twice use cooked corn. Um, when you say cooked corn, is that like corn that's been blanched in hot water? Yeah, or? yeah just like a, a blanched in hot water, boiled, however you want to do it. But once you cook it, the natural sugars of the corn start to come out. Whereas raw corn, you're not going to get that sweetness that you want in the cocktail. Got it. And I do have another question. As you're creating this drink at the restaurant, and we could mention the restaurant was called ATX Cocina um, in Austin. How's the relationship there? Like, do you work with the chef on this? Do you ask them questions? Like, does the bar mean? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Oh, yeah. We worked really closely with the kitchen. I loved using all kinds of fresh ingredients. If they got something new in or kind of a play off of one of the dishes, if something food-wise inspired us. This almost kind of started as a play on an elote dish that they did, which they called esquites because it was off the cob. And just the way that it looked 
it kind of inspired me to try and make a cocktail to match that or pair with, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So then now that you've got those two components prepped, you have your liquor, basically. So you've got your deep eddy vodka. And then I use a corn-based mezcal called Vago Elote. And it's just a really nice smoky component that ties it all in. Put all of that together. And then I guess the final step was the corn chili powder. I took that corn brittle and put it in a spice grinder with an arbol and an ancho chili and some salt and made almost like my own like corn tahini <laughs> and rimmed the glass with it. <laughs> Yum. So it's that sweet and salty, spicy kind of mix. This is a this is a true like no waste. Yep. Drink. I mean, props to you for taking <laughs> all of the, the, the waste, if you will, which clearly is not waste because you're creating a delicious cocktail from it. So I think let's, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. If someone is super into mixing cocktails at home, obviously there are multiple components for this, but it pays off. And, you know, for someone, again, for someone making this at home, they could probably, you know, in terms of the corn brittle or the corn chili powder, there's like other steps they can take or ways to, you know, they don't have to Absolutely. dehydrate and make a brittle and things like that. Right. There's still, you could still no. make a delicious cocktail making this corn milk and corn nectar. Yeah. And there are things that you can buy at the store to substitute. You can get like a dehydrated corn and, you know, make your own powder out of it. You could even just use a tahine or something like that and church it up yourself, add some sugar, add a little, you know, something to it to, make it your own and your, your spice level, your sweet level, whatever, you know, whatever you like. That's the fun thing about cocktails is you can kind of change them to your taste. Awesome. Caitlin, that sounds fantastic. Just want to do let give you a moment as part of our companion podcast, Beyond the Plate, we always <laughs> like to give uh, our guests a chance to uh, shed some light on an organization or fun that they'd like to raise awareness for because everyone in this industry is so giving. So is there an organization that you'd like to give a shout out to before we say goodbye? Yeah, definitely. Deep Eddie has been working pretty closely with Austin Shift Meal, and they've been doing a lot for local service industry uh, who have been out of work during COVID furloughs and all of these things and, and working with restaurants, trying to help get, you know, a little bit of food on the table. Sometimes they'll throw in a bottle of wine. It's really nice. So Austin Shift Meal. Awesome. Props to Deep Eddie for that. All right. Before we close it out here, let's do a little quick speed round. A couple of questions, okay. shall we? Sure. First one is name the cocktail that inspired you to get behind the bar. Oh, boy. Probably. This is going to sound silly. I grew up in New England and my first memories of even seeing cocktails and some of my first bartending jobs were mudslides frozen mudslides love it out on the beach and my my grandmother who we called Dranny makes a mean mudslide so that's probably the one <laughs> love it love it name the last cocktail you made at home oh boy i made uh what's called a desert rose and it is a tequila and sotol cocktail with a strawberry habanero syrup awesome 
Well, Caitlin, I appreciate it. We'll be hearing from you again this season of Beyond the Drink. Thank you for taking the time. You were one of the first people I thought of when we started this concept because of this specific cocktail. So I'm glad we were (laughs) able to connect. And for everyone else listening out there, I urge you to tune in to Caitlin's other couple cocktails that she's going to share with us throughout the season. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to Caitlin Smith. This episode is produced by myself, along with Ian Cohen and Joel Yetton. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at On Cappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on all of the socials at BT Plate Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy.